If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. shirt for the first time since 1978. Deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Yeti communications compound, today we are under the tutelage of our general manager, Xi Jinping and the U.S. Secretary of State, who will be blinking first. Ooh, a play on words right off the bat. I worked on that one for the whole weekend. Wow. Various edits and iterations. (laughs) Pretty early in the show for a play on words of that level. (laughs) Just setting the pace, setting the bar for the week. <laughs> Brand new week, who knows? Oh, boy. Maybe you got a summer vacation planned this week. Maybe this is the week everything goes to hell. You don't know. You don't know. Pregnant with possibilities. Hmm. Or maybe just pregnant. That might be part of your week, too. But up. Happy Juneteenth, everyone. Yeah, so I just... Uh, big finish. Here we go. I just pressed the stem on my Apple Watch and said, Hey, Siri, is Juneteenth a federal holiday? And my watch said, Yes, it is. It's a federal you holiday. racist? <laughs> um, I didn't know that. Or I'd forgotten it. There's lots of federal holidays I don't remember are federal holidays. Yeah, that's defensible. There are quite a few of them. Yeah. Some of them kind of odd and obscure. Okay. The, the current thinking about Juneteenth 
is that it's it's a good thing that America, all Americans, celebrate the end of slavery and the emancipation of uh, enslaved people. And I, I agree. That's a nice sentiment. I'm for it. My only objection to Juneteenth is and always has been it's a fairly obscure regional holiday um, that was when the, the slaves in Texas found out many, many months after the Emancipation Proclamation that they were indeed free because of the nature of life in the 18th century or 19th century. Anyway, ah. Uh, and it was obviously just floated out as a, a way to get the black vote during one election. That's why it exists. Um, you know, and, and again, that's my only objection. It ought to be on the, the date of the signing of the Emancipation Proclamation or the 14th Amendment or something like that. If that's the point, that would be a better day, yeah. Yeah, its origin was just kind of pandery. That's my only objection to it. Suppose it doesn't make any difference. <laughs> That lazy, lazy government workers are taking the day off. My oldest son, for Father's Day yesterday, gave me this terry cloth shirt that he bought at Target. <laughs> Hell yeah. I didn't know terry cloth was making a comeback, or at least it is at Target. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Uh, apparently it is. What's old is new. Yeah. My kids had and never absorbent. Seen... <laughs> My kids had never seen terry cloth before. I hadn't seen it since Carter was in the White House. It's a fine cloth. Oh, it's, it's, it's among the best. Sure. Um, I had one more thing I wanted to say before we start the show officially, because the clip we have for the show start, we need to we need to get into a little bit. What was I going to talk about? I just walked in the door. Oh, uh, this. So you mentioned uh, Blinken being over in China, and, uh, you know, is there any thawing between the two biggest economies in the world? And probably not, and all that sort of stuff, but... So I remember mentioning to a liberal friend of mine uh, probably about a year ago that, um, you know, China's getting uh, the fentanyl into the country through Mexico and they feel like they can devastate our decadent society and to a certain extent they are succeeding. And they thought I was a crazy conspiracy theorist for thinking China was involved in getting fentanyl into the United States through Mexico. Well... Now, I just heard a long story about it on NPR, and it's part of the Biden administration's own, uh, you know, it's one of their main talking points over there right now with Blinken and China. Well, good. That's that's so interesting on two levels. Number one, to think that was a conspiracy theory. I mean, it's just known that the precursor chemicals are manufactured in China, shipped over here. So that's odd. Uh, secondly, I'm glad to hear that that is an issue. I have a high degree of skepticism that One of much the can top be done issues, about it. But uh, the New York Times mentioned that, too. I mean, it's at the very top of the list of things he was going to talk about. Yeah, well, I'm sure there's some s- sanctions we could roll back or something. I'm trying to picture how it, such a deal would, would come together. Yeah, I could see China cracking down for us a little bit. How about but... you stop sending fentanyl? We'll give you Taiwan. Oi. No, that's not a good deal. I'm not we'll a good let you float your balloon clear over Boston. <laughs> of course, we did. We did the last time. What kind of d- d- yeah. deal is that? What kind of bargain would that be? It'd be interesting if we could make any headway on that, uh, the whole fentanyl thing. And it is, uh, it's a little rough that their feeling is, you know, we're, we're a population of good, hardworking people who care about their country and themselves, and our system is better. We can slip drugs into your country, and you'll die by the hundreds of thousands. And they're right, at least about that part. Yeah, yeah. well, there are uh, various dictators all over the world pitching the U.S. as an example of 
how democracies don't work at all. You just become a drug-addicted, uh, unproductive society. Uh, it's getting a little too close to home there. That's uh, what I'm saying. Soften your language. Uh, you're hurting my feelings. Yeah, lazy, dependent, addicted, etc. Now, to call the U.S. unproductive is obviously hilariously ironic, as we're the most productive sure. country on Earth. Absolutely. Um, but around the edges, do we have a problem? Should we be going to the doctor as a society? Is this just a passing headache, or is this the sort of thing a healthy society would society would say, "Hey, we got a serious problem. We need to we need to change something." Clearly, it's the latter. Uh, we need to start the show officially because I need to understand what happened. I only read about this. I have not heard it. This will be good. Um, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On this, it is Monday, June the 19th, known as Juneteenth, the federal holiday, the year 2023. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's begin then officially. The show starts at Mark. President was in Connecticut talking about gun control. The speech was fairly standard, but you're right. There was something that was a little bizarre at the very end. Take a listen. And uh, it's the least consequential part of this whole meeting for you, I promise. All right. God save the queen, man. God save the queen, man. It's unclear what the president was referring to or if it was some sort of a joke at the end. The president shuffled off stage right after that. Now, so um, have you heard any follow-up on this? There have been a few times where I've gotten sucked into a Fox or New York Post, one of these stories, and then, with a little explanation, oh, that's why he said it. He was referring to something he said earlier in the speech. It was not a crazy old man gaffe. It wasn't anything. They sometimes I hate it when they overshoot. He he does plenty of wacky stuff. You don't need to make right. up times he does wacky stuff. Right. But was this a reference to anything, or does anybody have any idea why the president said "God save the queen" at the end of his speech? This is a rough quote, but close enough to be uh, accurate. Uh, uh, reporters at Axios reached out to White House aides, asking what he meant by that. Why did he say that? They got several different answers, but essentially the answer was, "We have no idea." God save the queen, man. <laughs> God save the queen, man. God save the queen, man. I feel like he had a joke or something. Something was going on in his head. It made sense to him. I, I don't know. The the Immediately prior to that, he said, um, for some reason, I can't remember, time or something, uh, he couldn't shake hands with everyone. But I'll, I'll stand in front of your section. We'll take a picture. And that's when he said, it's not going to be the highlight of the evening or whatever. But he said, all right, God save the queen, man. God save the queen, man. Hmm. Nobody's sure. Especially because the queen's dead. There's a king now. Oh, well, yeah. Um, Father's Day weekend almost killed me. It was just so full of uh, fatherly activities and things to do that I, I'm exhausted. I'm glad to be back at work. Wow. To get away from the, uh, <laughs> the never-ending thing that is single parenthood. Um, it just almost killed me, but, uh, but, but I got this Terry cloth shirt. I got a couple of really nice handmade cards that will go in the drawer with all every other handmade card they've ever made me since they were uh, old enough to make them. Very, very nice. Very cool. You know, I probably ought to get this off my chest. Father's Day uh, weekend about killed me too, but for different reasons, since my kids are now adults and we like to get together and eat, drink and be merry, uh, perhaps occasionally to excess. In fact, I was afraid to step on the scale today. I just, afraid. I didn't even want to know. I didn't even want to know. Full of fear. Ah! Did you? And were you uh, pleasantly No, surprised? I did not. You actually? No. no. <laughs> so you went with the ostrich head in the sand approach. 
Yeah, exactly. I will work out today. I will burn some calories today, and then we'll we'll approach the problem tomorrow. <laughs> but what I wanted to get off my chest is a funny way to look at things. Oh. Is as uh, as a high school lad, I was uh, fortunate to have uh, the affections of uh, a handful of young women at the time. Uh, you know, was one at a time. I was always a very faithful person, but. Uh, during those formative you're a, years, you're about to announce another child you have, aren't you? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> that would. Wow. That all fits. Yes, you're right. I thought, and this one woman, we were sophomores and uh, Jimmy is now 45. And I received the blessing of ending a major in the army. Yeah. <laughs> No, but uh, at that time, many of those uh, lovely and nubile lasses with whom I was occasionally uh, lucky to be seen, uh, they wore terry cloth, like shorts or mm-hmm. tops or whatever. And so it, to me, uh, I always think of young lust when I see terry cloth. So if you catch me looking at you, funny. Oh, God, that's an <laughs> off-putting thought on a number of levels. Sure is. That's like 3D chess right there of off-putting thoughts. <laughs> Oh boy! First my 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 play on words, then that the, the weeks are going to be all downhill. Yeah, from Google Terry Cloth if you're younger. Um, how does mailbag look? Oh, it's a good good start to the week. Some interesting polling out. So there's a bunch of polls that have come out post indictment. Trump definitely is not taking a hit. And um, a really interesting poll out of Harvard. The Harvard what is the who do they pair with Harris? Harvard Harris poll that's worth taking a look at some of the numbers in a bunch of different ways. Which, wow. Really interesting where we are. And Jonathan Turley has a guess as to why we are where we are, and I think he's right. So we'll get to all that a little bit later. Bunch of stuff to catch up on. Um, our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Free samples, free shipping, and our 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home too. Shop Blinds.com now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. 
like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We got this text. If a return of Terry Cloth means Valor is right around the corner, sign me up. Oh, Valor. It's got to be the next v- step, right? Valoring. We're, huh? we're clearly heading toward a thicker fabric, Terry Cloth and then Valor. Does it fit in with the malaise of the Carter administration and an economic downturn? <laughs> I've got some. That's e- a bit of a stretch. <laughs> I've got some economic numbers for you from the Wall Street Journal that have me frightened. But I don't know. Do you want to stick your head in the sand like Joe does about his weight? Or do you want to know what's going on? It's a bit of a stretch, but terry cloth is a stretchy material. It is. At least when, when made properly. I do like I do like that about this terry cloth shirt. I feel like I could gain 50 pounds and still wear it. There you go. Speaking of weight gain, man, I got to stop eating like I've been eating. Holy cow. Hanging out with 20 somethings. Mm. They want to eat like every two and a half hours. Do you ever briefly think, though, like when you're eating or whatever and you're doing your whole weight thing and you just think, "Ah, who cares? Ever think that? I would, except the heavier I get, the higher my blood pressure goes. Then I have a stroke. So I care. Gotcha. If it were merely vanity. Yeah, mm. see, at least for me so far, it's just that. So, and I sometimes I think, who cares? That part of I my life's behind me. Big old terry cloth jumpsuit made and custom made. <laughs> just live large, literally. Here's your freedom loving quote of the day from the idiotic to the sublime, digging back into that quote we discussed last week from Carol Wotilla, uh, Pope John Paul I, the great uh, Polish believer in freedom. Um, and he was talking about transcendent truth and how totalitarianism rises out of a denial of truth. And this is absolutely why the whole uh, Rainbow Reich, uh, there's no such thing as men and women, uh, I'm speaking my truth, uh, everything woke denies that there are any fundamental truth. And here's why it matters. If one does not acknowledge transcendent truth, then the force of power takes over, and each person tends to make full use of the means at his disposal in order to impose his own interests and his own opinions opinion with no regard for the rights of others. Thus, the root of modern totalitarianism is to be found in the denial of the transcendent dignity of the human person, who is the subject of rights which no one may violate, not even a majority. I feel like that could be uh, from uh, an Orwell essay. Absolutely right. That's really interesting. And it's not a coincidence, I don't think, that uh, Orwell was warning of the excesses of socialism in Europe and... uh, and and Carol Wojtyla was one of the victims of it in mm-hmm. communist Poland, and and they saw it exactly the same. Brilliant men with a uh, a warning worth heeding. Mailbag. Long, long, long time listeners to the show will be uh, uh, gratified and amused to hear our first email comes from legendary caller Basil. Okay, back in the day when we used to uh, take calls. Good dude. Basil wrote, uh, oh, terrific, dude. Uh, Joe Biden ended up uh, his speech on Friday with God save the queen, man. He meant to say God save the drag queen, man. 
Well, Pride Month. There have been a few people say, was there a drag queen at some point? Because that's very popular right now. And that's what he was talking about. Well, nobody in the media can figure it out who was there. And the White House aides can't figure it out who they asked. Yeah. So. God save the queen, man. Or wow. was it a senile a old guy? <laughs> wow. Spouting non sequiturs. He's gonzo. <laughs> Uh, nice note from John. Since you create your podcast, I can't imagine you spend much time listening to it, but here's what happens. Given your position on some of these issues, uh, transgenderism, etc. I can uh, attest to the fact that I have never listened to our podcast. It's kind of humorous that there's an extremely long commercial supported uh, supporting pride by a condom manufacturer at the beginning of each of your podcasts. A condom manufacturer? Yes. Saying Happy Pride Month, where ours? We appreciate we you. Have, yeah, we don't know what's attached to the podcast. We appreciate you advertising during the Armstrong and Getty show. And Money we well spent. Uh, certainly believe in safer sex practices. Yeah. <laughs> Moving along, Nancy and Boise. Uh, how about you rise above the mainstream media and report on the candidates' words and views instead of telling us there's no way they can win the nomination? If Trump is inevitable, we're doomed. Conservatives have always had plenty of the, been the party of principle, not power. Help us get it back. Give us the words to show us who these good people are. Once in a while, please. I'm with you, Nancy. Or Nanny. Me, I'm all about the polls. Boom! Uh, we've, we've got that and some economic news, among other things, on the way. If you missed an hour, get the podcast. Armstrong and Getty. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Free samples, free shipping, and our 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives, like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. God save the queen, man. Thank you, Michael. God save the queen, man. 
There needs to be a follow-up on that of some sort. <laughs> Everybody's saying, well, I, don't, I don't know. I just don't know. That's the follow-up. So if he ends his next speech with, I smell pickles. Good night, everybody. <laughs> At some point, people will, you'll have to, won't you? Thanks for coming out. Now look out for Martians, people. <laughs> God save the queen, man. <laughs> Came across this. Tim Sandifer retweeted it, so I assume he endorses it. Well, actually, I don't know. Do retweets? Not necessarily. Conservatives should embrace hashtag Juneteenth. It's a federal holiday today. It is not a rival to the 4th of July. Do some people look at it that way? Yes. Okay. It is a celebration of a more fulsome and equal application of the ideals enshrined in the Declaration of Independence, that all people of all colors and creeds have the right to liberty. I agree with you. I think that would be easier for everyone if it was more of a the day of the Emancipation Proclamation sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Since everybody knows about that and learns about it in school and not everybody knows what the origins of Juneteenth is are. Yeah, the official title, the act, the federal act that created the holiday, called it something like Juneteenth is something Independence Day. Oh, okay. Which created an alternate Independence mm-hmm. Day, which a lot of conservatives were pissed off at. Uh, I don't have the specific wording. Yeah, Tim wrote a brilliant piece that I actually have handy here about Juneteenth. Cool. I want to hear some of that later. Yeah. Huh? A couple of things on the economy from uh, Mark Halperin's newsletter today where he writes, nobody knows nothing on this. He said, I've been covering how the macro economy is likely to impact elections for my whole career, which is many decades. I've never seen so little consensus on what is happening and what is most likely to happen next. I find that a frightening statement. Rings true. Well, it's absolutely true, but it's also frightening. I almost dropped a a fake F-bomb there. So we still have the swear jar around? Remember, I'm going to stop swearing. And a dollar in the swear jar every time I say one of those fake curses. Right. Right. Uh, you didn't, though. You held yeah. back. See, you've, yeah. you're already learning. Yep. I'm, I'm already getting better. Son of a I'm already getting better. It's the official um, swear jar sound. Mentions the old joke. Only two people understand how international economics works, and unfortunately, they disagree. Um, <laughs> but the Wall Street Journal out with this story. The hiring boom obscures what looks like a contradictory economic trend. Employees are working fewer hours. The average number of hours worked a week by private sector employees declined to 34.3 in May, below the 2019 average and down from the peak in January 21. This could be ominous, says the Wall Street Journal, with growth slowing and by one measure negative. Some employers might be responding by cutting hours, perhaps in preparation for a recession. In the past, reducing work hours has been a reliable harbinger of a wave of layoffs says a senior U.S. economist at some organization that they quote in the Wall Street Journal. There's one of those numbers that I've never thought about or looked at, but they're saying it's been reliable in the past. Their employees and we have something like 10 million unfilled jobs? Yeah. Let's, let's see uh, again. Well, back to Halpern's original point. Yeah. What does that mean? employers are reducing hours, which is a harbinger of layoffs to come. Oh, and they have 10 million unfilled jobs and are desperate for people. Right. What the heck? I don't know. So we'll hold. God God save the queen, man. (laughs) God save the queen, man. 
So I mentioned there's some polling, a number of polls that have come out that are all polls post-indictment, wondering what effect that had, and it would seem that it had no effect. If anything, it's starting to go the other direction, according to Jonathan Turley, as he writes about the Harvard-Harris poll that came out over the weekend, in which 55% of the public view the Trump indictment as politically motivated. That's overall. 56% believe it constitutes election interference. That's the overall number, is over the majority. Wow. And I'll skip to, I could get into the numbers, but uh, what's the point? I'll skip to this paragraph because I think it's really good. It's an indictment of the media. After years of advocacy journalism and biased reporting, the public now tunes out the media. This is a strong indictment with troubling allegations and evidence, yet it does not matter because the media long ago lost much of the country with one-sided, unrelenting coverage. That is so absolutely true. That might be the least appreciated major story going on in America because the media, <laughs> the mainstream media, obviously doesn't know that. The, the right, majority, who's going to report on it? <laughs> yeah, the majority of the mainstream media doesn't realize they've lost the room. As uh, as uh, Jonathan Turley writes, they've lost the room. I don't watch the news. Well, when you've been lied to repeatedly yes. by the same person or people, what's your reaction in real life? How about a little disdain, dislike, ignoring them, actively, actively looking for reasons to contradict what they say? By his own measure, Garland, the current current attorney general, has failed to restore the credibility and trust in the Justice Department. It now is worse than when his predecessor, Bill Barr, was in office based on the polling. So it's going the other direction, people's trust. But yes, this is why. And of course, you're not going to hear it from the Washington Post or ABC This Week or whatever, because they did it and they're still doing it. You've lost at least half the country that tunes out whatever you say. So... I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know what we do with that going forward. I don't know how we have a conversation or vote or what happens. Oh, and then the other part of that that kind of fits in is Jonathan Carl on ABC this week yesterday being aghast at a poll that showed Donald Trump within the margin of error of beating Joe Biden post indictment and him hmm. just like this. What I hubba hubba hubba. Well, it's all the stuff we just said there. Look, you lost the room a long time ago. Right. You don't get it. We know. That's why nobody listens to you anymore. That, that's why nobody believes you anymore. And that's why that, uh, that quote from Chuck Todd was so just rancidly, sickeningly, smugly hilarious. Rancid's a good I've word. Really, I've really enjoyed explaining America to Washington and explaining Washington to America. Oh, yeah. You're explaining us to Washington. Thanks, Chuck. You, you beltway weasel. And, and so, yeah, I'm not surprised. Jonathan Carl, who I think very highly yep. of as a reporter, um, is still part of that world. Politico yesterday rounded up the latest post-indictment polling and found that Trump is steady or up in polls, if you look at them all. And DeSantis has had no post-announcement bump, to say the least, says Politico. So if you wondered what, what effect that had, really none. If it had any, Trump is bigger than he was before. So there you go. So to lean on a couple of cliches, it is Monday after all, and you know it takes a while to get up to speed. Um, number one, allegedly there's finally a wolf. 
And the media that's been crying wolf over and over and over has no idea why people are rolling their eyes and going about their business. Right. And uh, cliche number two, and and this has long been a, a part of the Trump vote that I think is, is showing itself now. It's the whole enemy of my enemy is my friend. Absolutely. Maybe people have a tough time taking Trump for all the obvious reasons. But screw but you, people. But he's the one out front, uh, you know, swinging with both fists against the lefty media and the woke crowd. By screw you people, I didn't mean the people who are Joe was just talking about. I mean you, the media, lying to us all these years and your your how things should be and we should be. Screw you. I'll do whatever yeah. I want. Yeah, explain that to Washington, Chuck Todd, you weasel. All those things I said earlier. You need to stay tuned for the next 60 seconds if you don't know what a pig butchering scheme is. If you don't know what a pig butchering scheme is, you could fall prey to it. Does it end with bacon and pork chops? No, it ends because if it does, I know what it is. Well, for this woman, it it ended with her losing her four hundred one k savings. Great Scott! You need to be aware of this. Great Scott, Joseph. Speaking of savings, God save the queen, man. Yeah, I hear you, brother. A word from our friends at MyPillow.com. They have a fabulous bargain on the six-piece towel set. Just wait till you hear the price. But first, the specs. Made with USA Cotton. America. It's extremely absorbent, yet still provides that soft feel you look for in a towel. Now, I'll use my new terry cloth shirt to drive things off. But you might need the towels. Two bath, two hand towels, two washcloths. Typically retail for $99.98. Call it 100 bucks. For a limited time, you can get this set on clearance for $25 with the promo code Getty. That's over 70% in savings. 25 bucks for a six-towel set, and these will sell out fast. To find this offer, go to MyPillow.com, click on the Radio Listener's Special Square to get that clearance price, 25 bucks on the towel set. Deal will not last long. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the Radio Listener's Special Square, and remember the code Getty, G-E-T-T-Y. Enjoy your fabulous pillows. And as always, I say, check out the slides uh, for, for men. I haven't worn the woman's slides. I'm sis. Am I just what I'm saying? Oh, I'm cisgender. Wow, you made me throw up in my mouth. That's why I'm here. Pig butchering schemes. Where does that name come from? It's the idea of uh, they fatten you up. Some fraudster fattens you up like you would a pig before they butcher you by taking your money. Interesting. And um, it's common online. We've talked about this thing, this sort of stuff before, but this is a divorced uh, woman who was... Um, feeling lonely at the time and went online dating and met a nice guy who convinced her that she should get into cryptocurrency. And uh, the particular website for cryptocurrency that he was pushing her toward was his own website and took all $100,000 out of her 401k savings, but it unfolded over months, and that's where it is a pig butchering scheme. The only problem I have with being alerted to this is this is like a, hey, don't just think it's like fly-by, one-time, quickie ways you can be frauded. Some of the people that you count on the most might be just fattening you up to to rob you. So be suspect of everyone, I guess. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this. Well, so the fattening up would seem to imply that the guy at least told her, hey, you just made $5,000. Or actually, like, put $5,000 into her account or something like that. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it's just you get deeper and deeper as they get fatter and fatter before they butcher you and then eat your delicious bacon, i.e. Wow. take your money. Yeah. Wow. Scammers, scammers everywhere. Yeah, it's amazing how many of them are around online dating. Yes. Yes. Well, they're, they're, the, the, the lure is something human beings want very, very much. Love. Or sex. And, 
Uh, or right exactly yeah um and so yeah people are desperate for that and boy if you're desperate and going into a negotiation and and all that stuff is a negotiation um that's no way to to uh, sit down at the table and i hope anthony blinken remembers that in china you know what and the 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 lesson here has always been this is this is the key thing and it's as hard for me as it is for anyone else because you don't want this to be reality but if somebody hotter than has ever been interested in you in your life is all of a sudden interested in you. As much as we want to think, you know, I have been working out or whatever. Or these, I, I am charming and, and amusing. I do look good in this shirt or whatever. Um, you got to be, you got to wonder, ah, this is not the league I've played in all my life. What's going on? You have to. I mean, I, I don't want to do it. You don't want to do it. Nobody wants to do it. You want to think, finally, my ship has come in. I got lucky. Somebody who's super hot is into me. But, um, yeah, it's just, it's, yeah, that's the warning sign. You don't want to end up being a pig butchered or whatever the heck that thing is. Exactly. Hog slaughtered hey. or, I don't know. <laughs> so, a uh, nice uh, piece by our friend Tim Sandifer on Juneteenth coming up, why it's a, a fine holiday. And why some people are annoyed by it. But uh, let's all get over it, I think. Uh, also, oh my gosh, the Trump DeSantis thing, I should have thrown it in the previous segment, has hit a low point. I mean, a <laughs> low point. I can't imagine, since there are people out there claiming DeSantis' wife faked her cancer. I mean, can you get lower than that? Uh, you're right. You're right. That's That may be the low point. I'll just, okay, we're continuing on a very low road, very low plane. Awesome. So all that's on the way. Text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I came to Beijing to strengthen high-level channels of communication, to make clear our positions and intentions in areas of disagreement, and to explore areas where we might work together when our interests align on shared transnational challenges. And we did all of that. And it's important to have diplomacy with China, Mm -hmm. but let's have also diplomacy with countries that might be sitting on the fence to say, hey, your choice really at this moment is not between Washington and Beijing. It's between sovereignty and and servitude. Ah, that's a good one from uh, McMaster. On, are you going to be uh, with China or are you going to be with us? I can't listen to Anthony Blinken. It's unfortunate that our Secretary of State is so unlistenable. That was the first limp voice you heard before H.R. McMaster, indeed. Yeah, Blinken just sounds like an assistant, assistant principal at a, an assembly <laughs> saying that it's important that we exit in an orderly fashion. Whoever shot the spitwad will be found and will be punished. That's what he sounds yeah. like. You're right. He's an assistant principal at a middle school. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, uh, so the Blinkers over there uh, talking to Xi Jinping and their foreign secretary holding the first high-level meetings in many, many months. Don't trust China! Well, we don't, sir. Uh, He was supposed to be over there jabbering with them, but then they sent that balloon over America, and we we acted all mad uh, and shot it down after it was done with its work. Then we started shooting down everything in sight for a while. (laughs) (laughs) Weather balloons. Kids' birthday balloons, birds. Oh, God, what a weird chapter. You know, if if the media weren't entirely left-wing, that would be one of the great cultural touchstones in American history, I think. Because it was so absurd. Yeah, I'd say. But they just kind of kept quiet about it. It's Biden, and we might get Trump back if we criticize Biden, so we won't say anything. Anyway, so Blinken's <laughs> over there in China, 
talking to Xi Jinping, and uh, Winnie the Pooh stuck uh, struck a uh, a positive tone uh, at first. Um, uh, let's see. He praised two sides for making progress on some issues during Blinken's visit, saying, quote, this is very good. Blinken responded with, yeah, I agree. It's in the interest of the United States, China, and the whole world that we manage our relations and, and our rivals, but not uh, enemies. Um, and then, uh, but then the, uh, the bad cop was the foreign secretary. Um, oh, I'm sorry, Xi Jinping, one more quote. Um, he hinted at China's grievances and made it clear who he thought was at fault for the tensions. He said, state-to-state interactions should always be based on mutual respect and sincerity. I hope that through this visit, Mr. Secretary, you will make more positive contributions to stabilizing China-U.S. relations. Wow. Okay, fine. So that was the good cop. The bad cop is this Wang Yi, China's top foreign policy official, who took a tough tone. He said the United States should should cooperate with Beijing instead of hyping the China threat theory. According to an official Chinese readout, uh, said Washington must lift sanctions on China and stop suppressing the country's technological development. He refers to the, uh, the, the uh, most uh, advanced computer chips in that. And he accused the United States of recklessly interfering with China's internal affairs on issues such as Taiwan. Well, did we mention the whole... Flying in front of our plane and and crossing paths with our warship and all that sort of stuff. Uh, I'm sure Blinken did. He must have. Um, and and as you pointed out, uh, allegedly we brought up the whole uh, sending the fentanyl precursor chemicals to the Mexican cartels issue, and told China, hey, do some police in there, would you? Mm-hmm. They uh, they they basically responded, we're unaware of this, but we'll look into it. This is news wow. to us. Wow. Wow. Well, yeah, I've heard it uh, theorized that the government, the Chinese government, isn't actively uh, uh, engaged in sending the chemicals. They just know it's happening and ignore it. It's a it's a for profit criminal enterprise going on. Mm. But they could they could root it out. But they just don't. They don't bother. Anyway, that may or may not. Why be true. would they? Uh, oh, absolutely. In the same way, uh, I'll bet they look at the American drug crisis the same way we look, or at least some of us look at the Ukraine thing. Listen, it's ugly and it's terrible, but it's bleeding one of our great uh, rivals. Right. And they're thinking, yeah, America's gutting itself from the inside out, so we'll let them. Anyway, I think it's good that Blinken's over there and more communications better than less, especially now that the blinders are off. We realize China is not out to be our buddy. They are a rival, but we need to manage the relationship. God save the queen, man. So this is God save the queen. This is a federal holiday. You're going to explain it to us an hour or two? Kind of, sort of. Why it's a good idea, according to one great thinker. Cool. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. 
Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.